You're listening to a podcast from the Trinity Long Room Hub Arts and Humanities Research Institute. Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining us um, at uh, 12 noon on Monday the 25th of uh, September, which I think is simultaneously both quite a hospitable and unhospitable time, so we're very grateful to have um, everybody with us for lunchtime. We're here, um, I'm going to do my own introduction, Autumn will do hers, and then we're going to introduce our incredible uh, friend and colleague, Ashley Murray, who's here to help us relaunch um, a project that's been very very dear to us uh, over the years and it's wonderful to get to relaunch it in the hub which is kind of where it all started and mm-hmm. um, back in I want to say April May 2020 yeah. when we were all in the the throes of um, COVID um, and lockdown and nobody knew what was happening and in the middle of all of it uh, something very great got to happen that myself and Autumn were very fortunate to have the support of hub and of Science Gallery Dublin um, to do this series. But first of all, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna introduce myself, Autumn will introduce herself, we'll maybe tell you a little bit about the series, and then we're gonna speak with Ashling about uh, all manner of things, including her curatorial career. We're also gonna ask her uh, lots about the upcoming Beta Festival, which we're really excited to hear more about. Um, and then after we've had that conversation about this idea of curatorial strategy and how, um, I suppose, programming different events in the, the current time that we find ourselves in happens. We're going to open the floor if anybody has any questions for Ashling or for us um, about the series. So yeah, so my name is Amelia. Um, I am, I'm currently working uh, in the Hub, um, but I did my PhD here uh, in Trinity uh, on visual poetry and neurohumanities. Um, in the Long Room Hub is where I met Autumn, so we became fast friends. We also founded the Art and Science Salon, which I'll let Autumn introduce a little bit more uh, to you as she also introduces herself. So. Hey all nice to see you guys. Um, it's a fuller room than I expected. This was kind of, um, this is our first event coming back, but it's so, so delightful to see a lot of familiar faces, a lot of new faces. It's really, really lovely to have you all here. Um, so as my dear work wife and colleague said, uh, my name is Autumn Brown. I also did my PhD here at Trinity College Dublin in uh, art science and also STEAM zines. So finding ways to evaluate art science, learning experiences, through kind of ways that really, really empower learners and empower people to take their data away with them and feel as though they are creators and makers in their own right and owners of the knowledge that they are kind of making together. Uh, I'm now working at UCD, University College Dublin, so I'm, I feel like an interloper, but it's really, really lovely to be back in kind of my intellectual home here in Ireland um, at the Trinity Long Room Hub. As Amelia said, this really did start during COVID and it was when Myself and Ashling were still at Science Gallery Dublin. Um, I was there as a PhD, uh, lowly, lowly researcher, um, still kind of putting knowledge together and figuring out what the work was going to be about. Um, Ashling was the director and head of programming. She was Science Gallery extraordinaire. And, and we, it was during this really extraordinary period where everything disappeared. All of the conferences, the seminars, the symposiums that we were supposed to be a part of all stopped. We were all locked in our homes, we were all separated, there was no collaboration, there was no working together. We were all these really separated entities. And to have that loss of the communities, the intellectual communities, was really, really heartbreaking on top of everything else. And so we turned what was originally kind of a transdisciplinary reading group into something that became hopefully a community. We wanted to open up space for people to make suggestions to us of interdisciplinary readings and things that they found, projects. And so we ended up interviewing an extraordinary 
extraordinary number of people and making a kind of podcast. So it turned from reading group to podcast and then into kind of a digital community. And then at the end of our PhDs, we had to kind of put it on pause. But now bringing it back, we're really, really interested in creating more of that community space. And that's going to be something I think we're going to talk about as well with the Beta Festival and finding new ways to collaborate, not just within the university, within the academy, but critically outside of the academy with a lot of communities that we're not reaching, that we're ignoring, that don't feel included. These are the kind of people that we want to start speaking to, where we're smashing up art, science, and technology, but looking at it in really, really situated contexts. We want to create a space also for interdisciplinary researchers who don't feel that they have a community or have a voice within the university. This is another place where we want to talk to those people. We had the pleasure of speaking with folks from uh, NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory in our previous iteration. We had bio artists like Anna Dimitriou, which was such a gift. It was such an extraordinary experience to speak with her. And now we can't wait to see where this is going to lead. But we really, really do want audience input. If there's people that you want to hear from, that you want to talk to, that you want to ask questions to, do let us know. We want this to be something that really, really serves and supports a community. So without further ado, I'm going to kick it back to Amelia to introduce our fabulous guest. Fantastic. So I'm going to give Ashling's formal bio before we start this conversation. Um, so Ashling Murray is a curator and creative producer with 15 years experience across exhibitions, festivals, literature, spoken word, theatre and dance. She has worked as program manager for Body and Soul Festival and recently worked with the Goethe Institute Irland in developing their quantum technology art residency. She also curates art and science stage Human Lab at Electric Picnic, which is funded by Science Foundation Ireland. Prior to this, she worked for Science Gallery Dublin, where she produced national and international creative programmes converging art, science, technology and society. Ashling has extensive experience in public engagement and transdisciplinarity and has spoken on the subject internationally, including Museum Next in New York 2019, on critical thinking and crucial conversations with audiences, art and science on display, a critical perspective at Medical Museum in Copenhagen in 2022 and was the keynote at the International Federation of Finance Museums Conference in Rome 2022, speaking on the topic of art and technology, a transdisciplinary approach. This year she was the Irish representative and one of 20 people selected international, but internationally by Institut Francais Paris and supported by the French Embassy in Ireland for the Digital Art Focus Programme in Paris that coincided with the International Symposium on Electronic Art in 2023. So Ashling, we're absolutely delighted to have you with us. Thank you. Thanks so much, thrilled to be here. So to kick us off after that extremely intimidating bio, um, <laughs> we're all super impressed by that. Jesus. Um, uh, can you talk to us a little bit about what Beta Festival is and kind of maybe first off, what led you to kicking off and creating Beta Festival? Yeah, how far do you want me to go back? Are we? <laughs> Your choice, whatever feels good. Yeah, well, I, I suppose I'll go right back, but my, my own background was in English and philosophy, so arts and humanities. I did my degree in Galway, um, and while there, I set up an art literature magazine, um, which I was funded by the university, but I was adamant that it not be attached to the university. I really wanted it to sit outside with the institution, so mm. I think I've always had a little bit of that trying to have one foot in and one foot out in terms of engaging audiences and artists. 
Um, and from there, I actually did my master's here. I did an MPhil in theatre and performance where I did specialised research in the evolving role of the spectator. And I think that that's something that has really kind of carried through the whole trajectory of my career is that interesting kind of low barrier access for audiences and also removing obstacles for artists to make work. So how you can kind of support them. Um, I then worked uh, in theatre for years and then uh, started as a producer in Science Gallery in Dublin, which was a, a gallery that brought together science and art, engaging 15 to 25 year olds. Um, and it was really there that I became very interested in public engagement more um, and also programs that are underpinned by literacy um, and also socially engaged work. Um, so I would say those kind of three things are, are, are things that I've kind of consistently then started to think about. So I was at Science Gallery for seven years up until its closure. Um, and I suppose afterwards, I really loved my work, you know, and I was kind of thinking, okay, like where might I go next? What would I do? And a lot of the programs I had put together while there were kind of in the sphere of art and technology. And I was kind of thinking about, you know, uh, the landscape in Ireland. There used to be some like digital art festivals like DEF, the Dublin Electronic Arts Festival that happened like 10, 15 years ago. Um, Darklight Festival, which was kind of, um, you know, looking at like film and immersive tech. Um, and that stopped maybe three or four years ago. And then also there was things kind of happening in industry and academia as well. There's super interesting conferences and symposium and festivals. They kind of felt very catered to an academic audience or to an industry-based audience. So things like Dublin Tech Summit is brilliant, but maybe it's priced out for the general public. Mm. So started to think about, okay, is there a space then for a festival to emerge that kind of tries to bring some of these communities across academia and industry together, as well as kind of engaged citizens and thinking about how you can bring the general public in. Uh, and that's where the, the idea really started to, to come from. And I went to do... Um, I went to do a talk in the Digital Hub, uh, we were talking about ethics and technology, and afterwards I kind of got talking and saying that I was interested maybe in doing this art and technology festival, and they said they were really interested in supporting it, and kind of that's where the conversation started from. And so the Digital Hub are actually co-founding the festival now, which is incredible, um, and they've made a five-year commitment, and I suppose what that means is it's just huge security to be able to go into conversations with partners and supporters from year one saying, okay, we're going to start small and kind of tight for the first year, it's going to be boutique, it's going to be the pilot version, a proof of concept, there's an appetite for this, and really then look at how we can kind of grow it from, from from there fantastic and we might backtrack a little bit for the, the <laughs> yeah, no, all of this is, is so wonderful to hear and i know i'm absolutely so excited for, for better festival we might backtrack a little bit we'll talk about first of all what, what is the digital hub where is it and maybe yeah. tell us a little bit about how that partnership with better festival which is taking place from the 2nd to the 5th of november just again to situate us maybe you could tell us a little bit about how that partnership kind of came to be with the digital hub as a space um, and with is particularly thinking along the lines of how much kind of local communities are involved in Better Festival and the Digital Hub is something that I find really exciting about it. So yeah. maybe you could tell us a bit more about that. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I, I might butcher this a little bit, but uh, the Digital Hub was set up maybe it was kind of late 90s, maybe early noughties. And really the intention at the time was they also thought that people would be kind of carrying around their laptops and need to plug them into an Ethernet <laughs> somewhere. Um, obviously that's not the case. And so in a way they've been in this really interesting transition as well of kind of looking at what they are because the original reason they were set up is no longer um, uh, no longer relevant. So um, Fiat McNeil is the director there, and he actually previously was the director in the Abbey as well. And I mean, the man's career is incredible. He's done a huge number of things, and he really gets the importance of arts. 
And so he has kind of opened up the digital hub space. So they actually have quite a big campus up on Thomas Street, um, up across from where Guinness is. And so he started to um, invite in an artist in residence and a technologist in residence. And now they also have Palace Studios, which is an artist studio is based up there. And then uh, Flux, which was called, formerly called Block T, is based up there as well. Um, and I suppose in doing that, what they've kind of done is they've created this campus, um, I guess, kind of like a university campus without being a <laughs> university, which is they have a, a mix of of like tar- tech startups, um, of like different companies, of artists, of collectives. So all of these different people sharing the same space, which is super interesting, exciting, because I suppose it leads to a lot of different uh, uh, events and activities ending up happening mm. up there. Um, but I suppose another thing that the Digital Hub really have taken on a role in is kind of some of the... Um, like the the redevelopment of Thomas Street and engaging the community there because I think kind of once you actually hit Guinness and and the digital hub kind of beyond us you do have Emma but yeah. other than that there's not a, an awful lot kind of culturally and there's really a lot of interest in regenerating that area and putting focus on it and so one of the things the digital hub do is they have um, like a Marcus on a Sunday they've obviously as I said have the, the studios that they've started doing um, but one of the things with Beta Festival that we wanted to do was kind of see uh, how we could have different levels of engagement engagement with the with the with our audience and so that's everything from okay there's there's clear pathways to engaging industry or to engaging academia in maybe festivals or in kind of public engagement and conferences but actually how do we engage some of the local community up there um, and so we've been kind of looking at how we co-design some of the, the activities so one of them in particular is this uh, piece that'll be in the festival this year in the exhibition called Potato Internet um, <laughs> which everyone in Ireland absolutely loves and um, it's by an artist called Caroline Cinder and it's literally an internet powered by potatoes so I don't know if everyone remembers in like primary school even you know you do those experiments and it generates a small bit of electricity and so what she's done is created a small scale social media network and what she does in advance is Caroline's practice is really um, it's really socially engaged so she previously had a project called the feminist data set where she went around and would work with kind of community groups on creating an analog data set that was feminist so really incredible work um, but so with this piece we're doing workshops with the local community in the local community gardens in Dublin 8 um, on planting and harvesting potatoes. But I guess in those workshops, then also talking about, okay, how would a small-scale social media network be governed? So you start to then talk about actually how these things operate and people get an understanding of that. And then I guess taking it a step further and kind of even talking about the similarities between potato networks and internet networks. And I suppose the idea is, you know, there's many different ways to reach audiences, um, but sometimes going to the audiences in their location, like there are people that go to those community gardens that would not come into the digital hub for a tech and digital literacy workshop. They probably wouldn't come to Beta Festival, but they will go to the workshops that happen in the community garden. And so if we can do a workshop about potato planting and harvesting, but actually sneakily teach some people about tech and digital literacy, then that's kind of uh, a win-win. Amazing. So, um, and do as we're having the opportunity to really monopolize Ashling's time and to have a conversation with her ourselves, do be thinking about some questions that you all have, because we will open that up later on, so just be thinking about that. One of the, so much of what you said about community is really, really, really exciting to me, and I didn't know actually about your masters, 
um, evolving role of the spectator. Mm. That's so cool. I didn't realize that that was your background or that that was what your master's was centered on. So if you wouldn't mind, yeah. could you speak a little bit about potentially how that master's actually has impacted maybe your practice and your outlook as a curator and as somebody who's developing the festival and within that maybe going into the differences between doing this work maybe attached to an institution as opposed to in a university in a kind of academic space mm. and now moving into the digital hub which is a lot more diffuse how how would you kind of talk about that yeah that's a great question and <laughs> um, i it, it's interesting because i feel like it's kind of been through everything like it's really informed my approach like when i started working in um theater it was the it was the most in thing i was interested in was looking at the uh, engagement with the audience and mm. how they're kind of engaged so i really think it's kind of ended up being through everything um let me think for a second <laughs> I suppose I did a lot of reading, obviously, everybody here knows that, what? <laughs> when I was studying and writing uh, this thesis, and I guess I went like right back, and when you start to think about the very first audiences, you think about them in relation to religion, and you think about them in relation to sports, and in, well, well yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> um, and in religion, you were always kind of looking up, you know, so it was always kind of like you were down and looking upwards, and in sports, mm. it's quite frequently looking down, and so in like, genuinely that's something that I consistently have in the back of my mind thinking about okay well what are the social dynamics at play here are you having someone look up are you having them look down can you create an experience that maps onto existing social structures mm. this is something I would have done a lot in science gallery where you know we had an exhibition called fake and um, which was looking at like all the goods and the bads of fake things biomimicry and um, you know fake meat fake fur and we set up this fake deli where you could go up to an actual deli counter and there was all of these foods, everything from, you know, that plastic cheese that actually can't be called cheese, it's called a product of cheese, <laughs> and to red cheddar, which isn't actually red, it's just a food dye. But basically we used, to uh, say, own brand um, cornflakes from Tesco versus Kellogg's, you know, it's an imitation, a replica. Um, and we used that as an analogy to talk about all of these things, but I guess the, re the thinking there was people are know what that interaction entails. You go up to the counter, you go to order your sandwich, or you look at the menu, so always kind of take Taking these ideas of, which actually, sorry, I see Laura Alcorn here as well, who's <laughs> a, a, an amazing artist who we worked with numerous times in Science Gallery, and who has also been working with researchers in Trinity on a theatre show that is touring, that was nominated for a Dublin Fringe Award hey! last night. Incredible, like really incredible. Um, but, you know, Jennifer took the format of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, this game show, and turned it into Who Wants to Write an Email, and kind of dug into then the way that AI works and these algorithms work and really kind of generating, you know, automatic text in your email. So, you know, you can take these things that people are familiar with and turn them into kind of super creative experiences, but also learning experiences. Mm. What you've said there about, um, it's still ringing around in my mind, what you said there about, yeah, that idea of, of spectators or audiences replicating social structures and both, I suppose, in, in your approach, seeking to both subvert and also replicate that is, is so fascinating. And leading on to that, I also had a question for you about Beta Festival and the actual layout of it and the structure and the space that it's going to occupy because it is in the digital hub and we would mm. encourage everybody to, to come <laughs> and um, please do if you're around in November. Um, but the, the digital hub itself is you know, a series of really interesting studios and rooms and one of them, I know we spoke about this idea of curating a space that you're calling the digital lounge 
and all that. But my question, I suppose, also to link it together, what you said about doing a lot of reading and doing a lot of like theory and based kind of understanding of what's an event and a festival series is. My question was a little bit about the nature of space within Beta because you've talked about how like it's it's both it taking place very much situated within Dublin 8 in a physical building distributed across a few different rooms but it's also going to have a very strong virtual element yeah. and a very strong online element and I was wondering a little bit if it's not too cheeky to ask a sort of theory adjacent question <laughs> how do you situate better both on in the virtual and digital space but also in a physical space and maybe could you tell us a little bit about that approach yeah yeah definitely um so i suppose you know obviously it was very organic the way the relationship with the digital hub evolved um but i suppose one of the really interesting things is because they you know they are a state agency but they aren't a university and they aren't strictly like one industry or one kind of corporate and so in a way i feel like for a kind of cultural and creative events you know they can be really transformative for the audiences that go to them in understanding more about the world around them kind of equipping people with the tools to understand things more so that's essentially audience centered programming underpinned by tech and digital literacy but it was really important to me that it then not sit within a university setting or maybe even within some kind of traditional gallery settings so for the first year of the festival it is primarily all taking up they're taking place all um, up at the digital hub camp campus so there's one main exhibition space and um, there's an old bank that's been transformed into uh, another exhibition space which is where the, the conference will be and um, but really kind of looking to kind of activate the spaces up there that people usually wouldn't go into um, I suppose with the the digital side it's um, it is a tricky one post-COVID, you know, everyone moved obviously necessity-wise online during COVID um, and then you've seen this kind of slow return of audiences and the Arts Council have published stuff on this recently. Um, so in thinking about hybrid, it's really how do you maximise ensuring that people are coming in person and how do you create that drive for people to come to in-person events while also then being able to have the access accessibility that digital provided. Um, so we're looking at a kind of mix between those two things, certainly for some of the conference element, but then also the this space um, that I'm specifically talking to Amelia about developing is this digital lounge which we're actually going to kind of yeah have as a, like an unplugged part of the festival mm -hmm. which is where we won't be putting the program up online but the idea is to really try and nurture a connection in that space so that lovely thing that happens when you go to any conference or festival where you bump into people between things and that's where kind of keeping it geographically quite tight um, but yeah having these kind of pop-up programs or kind of just in-person connections happening and so we're going to have this um, like kind of community notice board as well and encourage people to kind of put up you know I'm a creative technologist really interested in exploring you know VR with an artist or you know I'm an artist that you know is a painter and but I'd really like to know more about XYZ really kind of creating this kind of community for people to to come together and to connect that's really cool it almost sounds kind of like a intellectual living room really or just like an in, like a practical and research like living room yeah and to have a space like that that really is less buttoned up is so comforting and critical and I think really trying to create like you know different tiers of access for people like mm. so I kind of like frame the program or the engagement with the audience around kind of three tiers of incubation uh, inspiration and co-creation mm. co-creation sometimes actually co-design if you're digging into the, the <laughs> definitions but um, you know so like the inspiration piece is like the big spectacle stuff you know it is like the exhibition and you know on a very surface level 
you know, there's this beautiful artwork by Libby Heaney, a British artist um, called End, which is this 360 immersive experience. And so like on a very surface level, people might come in to get their TikToks and their selfies because it's really beautiful. But actually it's one of the first artworks to be created using quantum technologies and also about quantum. So again, just sneakily trying to teach people things through <laughs> spectacle. So that's kind of the inspiration piece. Then you've got incubation, which I suppose is more of the behind the scenes stuff. And that's kind of the bringing together of people for new ideas. So we have a residency program that's funded by the Arts Council um, with Transmediale in Berlin, which is one of the Europe's longest running digital art festivals, digital art and digital culture. Um, and actually it's run by a woman for the first time and it's an Irish woman, Nora Merku, which is kind of amazing. So uh, yeah. we just want Irish artists and researchers to take over the world, if that's the plan there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so they'll be, and with that residency, that'll be three weeks in Dublin, three weeks in Berlin and three weeks online. So we are kind of embracing that kind of, and also the online then opens up the opportunity to connect more internationally which is something I know you guys definitely found in running this event yeah. that you know you're able to get kind of international speakers and um, and then yeah co-creation and co-design I suppose that's a uh, uh, one of the things we're looking at there is adapt to the research partner for the festival. So I suppose when I talk about it being underpinned by tech and digital literacy, it actually is. Um, and we are working with them to develop an ethics studio. And this is a space which will be, again, an analog space. So I love the idea that you can like be talking about a lot of very uh, intense technical things or technologies, but actually have this space that's completely unplugged and disconnected. And the idea is for them to engage with ideas and engage with um, potential real world impacts of um, new technologies on society society and underpinned by real research and actual research um, and for the audience to kind of feed back um, and the, the, the really exciting thing about this is I'm actually working with Sean Usher as well who's evaluating the festival and um, who is helping us build in some of the evaluation to that experience so that essentially like, we know we're, we're at the beginning of a minimum five-year cycle with this mm -hmm. festival and it means that annually that ethics studio can become a kind of temperature check with the general public of you know we could look at it in year four and be like do you know what in year one a lot of a lot of generative AI stuff was coming up mm. but then by year three actually people were kind of talking about data equity and like wondering about that so the idea I guess through that program is that you know you're also then able to inform future themes so if there are like concerns or interests coming up around one thing for you know 2024 we could say actually do you know we really need to look at a thematic around this or look at some ideas around this absolutely fascinating and I, I know I, I personally am super excited for, again, this concept of, of the digital lounge and the unplugged nature of it is so exciting because, yes. you know, a little shameless plug, but Autumn and I will be popped up in a corner in the art and science salon. But, you know, we're, we're super excited for, for the chance to, again, to like speak to maybe some of the, some of the guests and some of the program um, participants that you have. Um, we're really, really excited for that. But again, that idea of, of you know, all you need to sort of divert spectator attention or audience attention is you know it goes back to again to take it sort of the theater angle of it it's a, it's almost like a dramaturgical thing you know you just need whatever it is to create a stage you know like a certain delineation within space to create and focus attention and i think that's so exciting and everything you said there about you know it, it taking the, the temperature of what people are interested in it also evolving as dublin eight as a sort of community and um, as a space uh, it is also evolving because i know there's there's huge kind of regeneration and um, money and focus at, uh, devoted to that area at the moment it just is very very exciting to think about how how better festival for the next five years will, will be a part of that and mm. um, you mentioned there it, just in, in the point that, that you're making at the end about this idea of it being able to have a sort of forecasting effect in that like mm. you know you'll be able to gauge each year how people's attention how public attention has, has evolved um, 
I might segue to a broader question that I have for you, Ashing, which is what, it, what do you think, in your opinion, is uh, the future of art science? Like, how does that look like in Dublin, in <laughs> Ireland, in Europe? You know, <laughs> we, we've talked a lot about the, the international um, connections that BETA has. I know you're partnered, obviously, with Berlin and Germany in, in really, really invigorating way. But I was wondering a little bit for you, at, at, at the point that you're at now in, in kind of curatorial strategy, what do you think the future of art science is looking like at the moment in Dublin? <laughs> that, that's a huge question. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fully answer that, but I'll, I'll give it my best shot. Um, I suppose, so, I mean, my, my real interest in art and science came through Science Gallery Dublin, which is really exciting that it's going to be reopening as well. It's super, uh, which is brilliant. Um, and I think one of the things, you know, I reflected a lot as Science Gallery closed down and, and afterwards, and arguably some of the reasons it was first set up have kind of been achieved. Like when it started, it was like 14 years ago, 15 years ago, and STEM and STEAM weren't a part of our vernacular in the way that they are now, you know? Um, and so actually I think that the role that art and science spaces play has kind of shifted and really looking at how you become more of this meeting space, you know, and become more of a, a meeting point for ideas and for people to come together and really um, invest and nurture new ideas and artists. Like, I mean, in my time, even in Science Gallery, it was really interesting to work when I started. So I worked there for seven years. So I probably started in like maybe 2015 or something. Uh, earlier maybe anyway um, and when I first started I was responsible for the touring exhibitions as well and they would go to science centers around the world and over a kind of the space of five years we started to find that actually they were going to contemporary art spaces internationally and even if you look at programming like in Dublin Fringe that you know the project that Laura was making with Jennifer Edmonds that, that was in the Dublin Fringe Festival you look at Ballymun um, they've got a um, access have a program for green artists you look at there's loads of different art and science opportunities open up um, and lots of different spaces looking to curate them. So I think it's it's really exciting that it's a little bit more mainstream, but then I guess it does kind of ask where next. Um, I will say Michael John Gorman, who founded the Science Gallery, has a brilliant book, if you're very interested in this particular area, called Idea Colliders, which explores four different um, potential new ways for art and science to exist. Um, I also think, though, you know, internationally, in the context of beta, um, there's a lot of festivals and institutions that critically engage with art and technology in society. You know, there's Ars Electronica in Austria, Transmediale obviously in Berlin, and Future Everything in the UK. Um, but, you know, in Ireland there hasn't really been anything, certainly in a long time, that has tried to bring that together and engaging with it critically. Um, and obviously we have a lot of the biggest tech companies based here. We have an increasing number of da data centres. Um, you know, a year and a half ago the government published their National Artificial Intelligence Strategy, which is actually a super interesting document. Um, but, you know, that means that you have, you know, government saying they want to position Ireland as a leader in artificial intelligence in Europe as a leader in immersive technologies that's brilliant and that means that you're seeing investment in industry and academia but actually currently there's not as much happening in terms of public engagement so I suppose my kind of dream for what the space that beta could fill is really looking at how you can, ha can have that audience centered program that does equip people with the tools to kind of understand more what's going on you know I, I think my absolute dream would be like you know if in four years time there was like a referendum on you know, data privacy or something that people would be like, oh, they'd know to like go to beta to learn a little bit more, to understand a bit more. That's a really, really incredible, like to touch it too on the learning and the education piece and making that a really critical part, it sounds like, of the beta festival. And kind of to that and to your last point, 
can you reflect a little bit on how you feel moving from a, maybe a university-centered space? And, a, you know, as universities are learning institutions, we, we hope, we try. Um, but now moving into something that's a little bit more freeform, do you mm. feel that you have more curatorial freedom? Can you reflect, I suppose, on the difference between working at an institution that was based at a university, whereas now this is a really, really different, almost communal space? And how do you feel within your own practice that's kind of evolved into this new location yeah it's super interesting I mean there's pros and cons to both like it was sure. like it's like I loved being part of a university as well it's really like exciting there's so many opportunities you've access to so much expertise so many ideas and mm. um, but also I suppose I feel ready now and excited at the potential of not being based within a university and being able to collaborate with universities though so like sneakily get the best bits through those partnerships you know <laughs> like lean into my expertise bit of accessing audiences or making ideas accessible but still being able to partner with the university so actually we do have a project with Trinity Long Room Hope <laughs> and the, called the Critical Change Lab and which it was well, between the, um, the Trinity Long Room Hope and the School of Education so Mairead Hurley, Caitlin White and um, Elspeth Payne <laughs> and which is going to be engaging 15 to 17 year olds in Dublin 8 to create an augmented reality or a virtual reality piece over six weeks in the lead up to the festival and mm. um, imagining what the future of Dublin 8 could look like um, so it's amazing to still be able to be partnered on some of those projects but actually be outside of it but it also allows for more partnerships then and yeah. um, now I'm getting myself into a little bit of a so many partnerships but it's great because you reach different audiences you know so we have um, obviously we have partnered with Trinity um, on that project we have a partnership with NCAD and um, they're one of their curatorial partners they're programming something into their gallery we have partnerships with CFA which is the Creative Futures Academy which is like a consortium between IADT, NCAD and UCD and um, where they kind of have short courses on kind of idea and future facing ideas so kind of they've got like a creative general coding course and um, you know a critical systems design course and um, so they are doing a master class as part of the festival and mm-hmm. um, and then we have like cultural partners so the Goethe Institute the British Council the French Embassy are all respectively supporting people from those places but I guess in each of those partnerships you end up reaching different audiences you know because you're taking those audiences out of their place and into yours but also reaching them through their channels so it's super well what a great note to end on um, we want to thank um, the Long Room Hub we want to thank Eve Haddon Katrina Curtis everybody who's uh, contributed towards the fantastic first Trinity Arts and Humanities Research Festival um, but most of all we would like to thank Ashling for joining us here today and we look forward to seeing everybody at BEDA and thank you so much for attending our um our our conversation with Ashton today it's been wonderful thank you guys